Welcome back to the Haddonfield Horrors Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, the horror movie fanboy. And I'm Kennedy, the horror movie noob. And today we're talking about John Carpenter's Christine, released in 1983, based off the Stephen King novel of the same name, which also came out in 1983. But before we get there, Kennedy, can you give them a plot summary? Unpopular nerd Arnie Cunningham buys a 1958 Plymouth Fury, which he names Christine. Arnie develops an unhealthy obsession with the car to the alarm of his jock friend, Dennis Gilder. After bully Buddy Repperton defaces Christine, the auto restores itself to perfect condition and begins killing off Buddy and his friends. Determined to stop the deaths, Dennis and Arnie's girlfriend, uh, Lee Cabot, decide to destroy Christine. So Christine, a hybrid baby of John Carpenter and Stephen King, and like I said, like in the opening, like this book came out in like early '83. Like the the book came out in April 1983, and the movie came out in December of '83. So it was a quick turnaround. Oh, I'm nice. pretty sure John Carpenter had like the had like the general background of book like way before the book came out but Mm -hmm. this is your first time watching it but like i've seen this movie several times since i was a kid this is this this was your first watch what did you think this was this was my very first time uh watching christine and uh my first thoughts my first impressions um is this is this movie considered a horror movie it's not not really scary um which isn't a bad thing. Uh, it's not. It's it's classified as a supernatural horror because Christine's killing people, mm-hmm. and it's the whole thing about is like the possessed. But like my, I I watch this movie a lot and I like it. But my my issue that I have with the movie now, and I haven't read the book and I probably should because it's, it probably it's probably explained. But Christine's like born like made out the factory possessed yeah. i always missed that for some reason before this watch i always thought like i thought when the guy said his daughter his his brother's daughter died in a car the daughter was named christine but this time around i'm like wait no christine kills like she takes one factory's worker's hand and then she kills the black factory worker and then and then he's like, oh, no, his daughter died in the car. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck was possessing Christine? Uh, the same spirit that possessed Michael Myers, apparently, I guess. <laughs> um, no, I think uh, I definitely I definitely didn't hate this movie. I kind of liked it. Um, but I didn't like it too much. Um, I, I found it a little boring. Not Not bad, but, like, boring. Uh, there's very few kills in the scene, which, um, I mean, kind of. That's how I feel about. That's how I feel about most like Stephen King's adaptation. The It miniseries is good, but it's boring, but and not scary. Yeah, the movie is good, but Carrie's very slow, and it's really not that scary, and it's kind of boring because it's so slow up until the prom scene. And that's kind of what this movie is. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly how this movie is. Where it really isn't until the end where you find when he, when Christine finally kills the the bullies, and then uh, that's like the really the only climactic like Christine killing people uh, scene. Because then after that, it's up to um, the jock friend and uh, Lee to destroy Christine. But other than that, there's not really that 
that many kills at all. What is it like? I think there's like four. Yeah, it's about four. Like if you include the guy from the beginning, from the very beginning. Well, if you count the guy from the beginning, and then what? It was four. Was it four jocks or three? Yeah, it was like, it was four jocks because one he killed, one was killed in the alleyway, and then three he killed at, at the gas station. Oh, true, true, true. But then he also killed the guy the, who owned the garage. So that's like five. Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel that big though. Yeah, I mean. It doesn't. But it's like, like you said, it's not bad at all. It's just a little boring. <laughs> uh, it's that like the the thought that kept coming to my mind when I was watching this movie was like, yeah, this is a movie that maybe you could watch like once a year. Uh, but it's definitely not more than that, at least for me, unless you're like a huge Christine fan. It's the kind of movie that benefits from flipping through the TV back like when we were kids, when we were just flipping through TV. Yeah, movies, yeah. It's like, it's a movie you've seen, so you don't have to pay that much attention to it. So you can just have it on in the background. Yeah. That's the kind of movie it is. It benefits, because that's actually how I ended up watching it. I was just flipping through the screen, through the TV, and the first scene I ever saw was Christine on fire chasing the guy who looks like a discounted John Travolta. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But, like, this movie felt so short. The movie is, like, 110 minutes long, but it felt like everything was happening so fast. Mm-hmm. We see the car. It kills someone. We meet Arnie. He's a nerd. He gets the car. And then, like, the next scene, he's completely changed. Yeah, yeah. Houses. I was like, wait, did we miss? Did they cut some shit out? Did I get the wrong copy of the movie? Like, what the fuck is going on? And, uh, yeah, I thought... I thought the exact same thing that you did. I, I definitely would have appreciated a little bit more uh, of that arc of him turning evil from like, cause really it's just from one scene to the next, the car is already repaired. And like you said, he's already like not wearing the glasses and he's already acting like an asshole. I definitely would have liked to have seen that progression a little bit more. And then also you don't get to see when he asks out, uh, asks Lee out for the first time either. And I think, uh, that would have been nice that, to see. And you don't, that and you don't see his relationship with his parents before he got the card. Because that whole scene when he was like being an asshole to them and like almost hit his dad, I was like, I can't tell if this, like they keep saying he's changed, but we never saw how you guys interacted. We had like one or two scenes. We, like we had like one scene. Yeah. When she was like bitching in the driveway. And then the next scene was when he was like, I want this car, mom. I'm going to get the car. I don't do anything. And beating him up. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Mental abuse. Yeah, definitely. It definitely, that part definitely felt very, very rushed. Could have used a little bit more seeing him, like just a normal person repairing his car and going through his life at high school, uh, asking, asking Lee out instead of just kind of like, during the football game, you see him kissing the kissing Lee, and you're like, "Oh shit, what the fuck!" <laughs> and the way it was set up when, like, um, when Dennis asks Lee out, and she's like, "Oh, I have a date already," and then we just don't we don't hear anything about it. And then at the football game, he glances over, and then we all see him kissing Lee. I was like, "What the? This was yeah." And that, and then that also kind of wait. I'll, I'll wait because I have like questions about Dennis, but I'll wait until we get to the character section. I feel like I jump ahead to start ranting about characters before uh-huh. we get to where we're supposed to get. So, was there any scenes that you liked? Any scenes that I liked? Um, all the scenes with uh, Darnell, Darnell, the the owner guy from the repair from the junkyard uh, site. You know, Papa, 
You can't polish a turret. Uh, Darnell, I think is his name. I loved him. Yes! Yes, I love that dude. He was just like the right level of like assholeness, but like, like whoever that guy, like whoever the actor is for, who played that role was was brilliant. Uh, I really liked him. I don't, I don't know why. Um, but any all the scenes with him, especially when 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 um when Arnie brings in Christine for the very first time, and he's like ranting. That's the last time you run that mechanical asshole in here without an exhaust hose. I catch you doing it one time, and you're out. You understand? Yeah, that, that, those scenes with him were were pretty good. Um, uh, the scene where where uh Christine where when when Christine kills that first bully. And it like squeezes in uh, through that little. Oh, that gave me so like that gave me and him like false hope. I was like, like the car can't fit through, and then it slowly starts to, like. Yeah. So I was like, why? I was like, why not try to like time it out and hop on top of the hood? It's true. Yeah. But he was also big, so I guess. I don't know. It was a good scene. That whole like chase scene when he's like running around and like hopping up shit. Yeah, I enjoyed it all. Yeah, it was a really good scene, um, and uh, I don't know why, but like all the scenes where Christine was like repairing itself was pretty satisfying to me. Uh, was cool to see. I wonder how they did those effects. I wonder if they did the reverse recording technique where it's like where it's brand new and then they break it and then they just kind of reverse the film that way. Uh, I don't know. Those those are some. Of- I know that. I know that the scene when we watch um, Christine repair herself, that was done like after like post production. Oh, okay. That, that was that was like edited in like at the very end. Yeah, those those are definitely some of my most memorable memorable scenes. I also noticed a little bit of like um, I assume John Carpenter made the score uh, for this movie, uh, but I definitely know noticed like some similarities between this soundtrack and from Halloween three where it's like that sudden high pitched sound uh from from that movie that uses it a lot like there but uh there was definitely some some sound some some of that music uh themes that I think he took inspiration from from Halloween three. I don't know if this one came out first and then Halloween three or if the other way around but um more of that halloween 3 type of music than halloween 1 or 2 i'm looking at it right now uh and halloween 3 came out first in 82 okay yeah i i i thought in my opinion that uh that that soundtrack from that movie uh was john carpenter school was really inspired they're they're all pretty much the same yeah but the but even halloween 3 sounds a little different from like halloween 1 and i i noticed that halloween 3 inspiration in this movie for the I'm, for the soundtrack, I'm not big on scores. I feel like you you pay attention to scores more than I do because I don't pay attention to scores. I do, I do. Like, <laughs> I'm more of a like the actual songs that are being used in the movie. Those are ones I remember. Oh, okay, those, okay. Those are the cues I remember. Those are the songs I have downloaded on my phone. I never have like I have the soundtrack, not the score. Yeah, this but this I, movie uses a lot of Richie Valens, uh, which I which I love. And I had most of those songs on my phone mm-hmm. because of this movie. <laughs> when I see when I saw it as a kid. But for me, I think my favorite scene from the whole movie is the gas station scene when Christine's like engulfed in flames and it's just like driving oh, okay. behind that guy. Like that whole scene. 
when he every time he looked back and you just saw Christine on fire, I was like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. God bless that stunt coordinator because I would have not been able to do that. Yeah. And then I don't know that opening scene when when the when the guy's just like wiping her down and then the, she closes her lid. <laughs> Yeah, like, chops off his hand like that, and then when the other guy gets inside, they just like dies, and they find him with like his cigar next to him. Yeah, and I was like, was she mad because he he was smoking inside the car? Like, it's I need to know more about uh, about just like too many questions. Scene that I hate, I hate the whole football scene when it's like he's running and just like sees Arnie kissing Leah. Like, I feel like that wasn't set up enough. Yeah, and then what I also didn't like is that this. The scenes with Dennis and the par- and Arnie's parents after after Arnie turned because before Arnie turned, I got the pressure that Arnie's mom didn't like them being friends. But now you're like confiding to him and yeah, that's him. true. Yeah, <laughs> it's like these scenes aren't making any sense. You were like saying like underhanded comments under your like like forty minutes ago, and now you're like, oh my god, Dennis, how is he? Yeah, yeah. Respect. Respect Dennis's time. Respect Dennis. Him. And I'm like, what the fuck? You don't even like this guy. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. Like, whatever. But that's just, I don't know. That's just me being picky, I guess, because it kind of just made no sense. I was like, you don't even like him. Like, why the fuck are you talking about? To be honest, any scene that Detective Rudy was in. Oh, yeah, the detective guy that kind of looks a little, little bit like Tarkin. <laughs> he does. I kept... I kept looking at him and I was like, who does this? He reminded me of another actor. And I just couldn't put my finger on like, who, what actor did he remind me of? And I was trying so hard to think of like every skinny actor I could possibly think yeah. of. Yeah, I guess, I guess you had to have that actor, that, that character in the movie. Like if, if you did, like realistically, like if you didn't have a cop like investigating those deaths. I thought that was pretty fucking quick though, didn't you think? Like from The whole movie is quick. That's my issue. Oh, like it's like it's like they filmed the whole movie and then took out like like a fifth, like a like a third of the fucking scenes, and just like we're gonna take all of these out and put that in there, and it'd be great. And it's like no, mm-hmm. we're missing like most of the story. Like tell me the whole fucking story. Yeah, he uh, cause he killed uh, uh that that first bully. Mm-hmm. Um, he squeezes him, and then by next morning. There's the detective guy, the state police guy, like already waiting for him. Like, huh? But I had to. I ca- it was like over. It was over like a weekend though. Like you, because he's like, yeah, I spent all weekend like fixing her up. Or oh, it's been like a week or two fixing her up. I'm like, what? Oh, you jumped, okay. You jumped forward a week. Like, yeah. He still, but the blood stained paint job is still on the car, and I'm like, I would have liked to see someone like discover that guy's like body, like scraped on the wall or some shit, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we didn't see much of the death scenes, and that kind of, like, takes it away. That's true. That's true. I, can't, I was like, I, I want to see the aftermath. Like, this car is doing some wild shit, and we already really see just people just, like, laid out in the car. Like, he scraped somebody against concrete. He ran someone over, like, while, while the car was on while fire. While the car was on fire, me, yeah. Let me see what the fuck is going on, bro. Like, what the hell? And then, no, go ahead. Oh no, no, you go ahead. I, I have anything to say. Well, I was gonna. Well, same. Because besides that, the rest of the movie just kind of like happened. Yeah. Like you, ha- you have all these like big, these big things, and then the rest of the movie just like happens. But it's like I never, because 
they never explain how long Dennis was in a fucking hospital because he has his accident. They do. He has his accident. And then the next thing you see, he's at the, you see he's, at, he's in the hospital. Arnie's like, yeah, I've been visiting you all week. And I was like, he's been in the hospital for a week? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? And then everything's happening with their other bullies. And then Dennis is still in the hospital. I'm like, what the fuck? Like the time in this movie, like the, 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 the progression of like time or whatever is so fucking weird. And it's just, Every other scene is like two or three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> from each, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, we started the school. We started the movie in like September, beginning of the school year. Like, where the fuck are we now? Are we like? Yeah, we go from September we... to Thanksgiving to Christmas. Yeah, and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, when did we even leave September? Like, what school just started? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. But let's move on. To my next category, the characters. Let's talk about Arnie. For me, Arnie wasn't scary even at when he like took off his glasses and wearing a black jacket. Like I still wouldn't have been afraid of that guy. He still looked like a dork who was trying too hard. And the movie didn't give you enough time with him to like believe his transition. Yeah, yeah. Because we didn't get enough of like dorky Arnie to see like how he was before he became. Before he became Christine's Arnie. So it's just like, I have nothing to like connect this with. Mm-hmm. But you want, but like, they want us to like, like have some type of feeling towards his transition, but we didn't really get to see him before besides one, a couple scenes, like three scenes. Yeah, I think, like, yeah, we don't, we don't get to see a lot of Arnie in this movie. And I think it focuses a little bit too much on Dennis. Uh, only parts i like with arnie is like you couldn't really tell if he was in the car when christine was killing mm-hmm. so it kept it like does arnie know obviously arnie knows christine killed the bullies but was he in the car when he when she killed the bully and if he was in the car was he the one driving or was he just like sitting back yeah happened? that's like the only like thing i could go with with his character but everything else was just like it happened too fast or it just didn't i was like i have no connection because i don't know who the you know this is just a little bit uh tangent real quick but i just saw that blumhouse is making a christine remake (laughs) that's funny wait are you are you serious i didn't see that and i've been doing the research for this all week yeah christina's remake is uh, blumhouse is making a christine remake Oh, I see it right now. In June, he announced it with Brian Fuller. Who's that? Brian Fuller? Oh, well, I like Brian Fuller. He, um... Have you ever seen a Hannibal TV show? Oh, I saw maybe a few episodes. He was the creator and um, director for that. He also directed uh, directs Star Trek Discovery, um, American Gods, Dead Like Me. Like, he's... Oh, so like he's God. a pretty reputable director. And he also... we Well, we're going to be talking about him... Well, obviously, because if he's making Christine movie, we're going to talk about that movie at some point. But also, we're going to do all four Carrie movies. And he um, executive produced and wrote the script for one of them. Oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, just uh, with regards to Arnie again. Um, yeah, we just we just didn't get to see too much of him. Uh, even, even when he turned evil. It was like five seconds, and then back to Dennis again, or some other character for five minutes. Characters uh, who weren't. I'm like Arnie is the character we're supposed to be following. We're supposed to be watching his like journey. Like, yeah. And I was like, I don't really. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I agree. And I, I think I'm gonna read the book because I don't. Because I know John. I mean, Stephen King has like a 
a habit of like the character you think is the main character isn't the character you're actually following. Mm. And sometimes when people like adapt his adapt his books, they have to like change focus or change how it was re- change how it like is presented. Yeah, because when we do cover the Carrie movies, the first Carrie movie is is a lot is somewhat very different from the book. Now the 2002 like TV version is pretty much exactly like the book in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's like sometimes with Stephen King you had to like take some shit out, add some shit, remix it because as he would tell you from majority of like his biggest books, he was high as fuck yeah. when he wrote half of them, which when you read them you can tell. Yeah. So I think for for this one I think the book I think it focuses more on Arnie. But it gets weird. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because even because I'm I'm reading the synopsis for the um the book, and it it ends with ends with four years later, Dennis and Lee have ended their relationship. So apparently they get together. He reads about a car accident in Los Angeles, which in which a driver in a a drive-in theater employee who happens to be the last the last survivor member of Buddy's gang was killed by a car that smashed through a cinder block wall. Oh. Dennis speculates that Christine may have rebuilt herself and setting out to kill everyone who stood against her, saving him for last. Oh shit. So it looks like Christine Christine's Revenge, which is a movie that I would fucking I would watch. Oh yeah. That's what Blumhouse that's what Blumhouse should be doing. Make a make a sequel, not a remake. Well, this movie at the end, it kind of implies that Christine is still alive, because uh, even though it's like a bunch of scrap metal at that point, but like the front fender like mm-hmm. starts bending, starts moving again. So I think uh, mm-hmm. so it definitely implies that it's still alive. I mean, most, most of these movies, they always see that the killer's still alive. Right? It should come to no surprise. Since I was just talking about Dennis's book fate, let's talk about Dennis, who I... You start. You, you, what, what do you think about Dennis? Yeah, Dennis. Uh, he was a likable character, but not really interesting in my opinion. I didn't want to watch Dennis like the the. He's the good jock, the good, you know. Whereas typically this type of person would be like an asshole and bullying the the nerd. Uh, but in this situation, he's just like yeah, the good jock. Uh, so he was definitely likable. I didn't mind him being like sort of like the main character, but. I didn't find them all that interesting, and I, I think this movie did a mistake of focusing a lot more on Dennis than it did on Arnie, um, because there's not really much to explore when it's like the good jock versus the other character that's like the nerdy kid, can't stand up for himself, and then they slowly progress to have to like killing people with with their car and being uh, obsessed with their car, um, but I mean he was likable. Um, I don't know what what did you think about Dennis? I didn't know how to feel about Dennis because I I didn't I wasn't I wasn't able to tell if Dennis's like attitude about the whole Christine was Christine situation was because he was concerned for his best friend his buddy or because he was jealous of the new person that Arnie became because now Arnie is cool and Arnie has the girl that he wanted so I'm just like mm-hmm. especially with the hospital scene he was like asking Arnie questions so so what's this about about you and Lee Cabot huh are you concerned because his car is like possessed and batshit crazy or because you're jealous. And I couldn't really 
I couldn't figure it out. Yeah. Speaking of the girl who made Dennis jealous, what a, did you think about Leah? Pretty boring, to be honest. Uh, definitely not remarkable in any way. Definitely not a final girl or anything like that. Um, I didn't hate her. She was she was not. She was like she was she was, she, she was you know she wasn't not likable but she that not remarkable in any way. Uh, she was a she was a plot contrivance. She was just there to get Arnie and yeah, yeah. to have initial conflict. That's yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's basically what she's there for. Because this movie does not really need her at all, to be honest. Uh, I think you could have even written her out of the story. Because um, I mean, Arnie. Like, she's like, he's like, fuck off when it comes to, like, with her anyways. Um, you know, she's not offensive, but, but I, I, you know, she's, I guess she could have been written better. Well, I have nothing to say about Leah. Like, she was just there to help move the plot along, help Arnie and Dennis to have an initial conflict. And besides that, she was useless. Like, she didn't really add anything when she appeared on screen, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. I agree. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like our feelings towards the characters basically summarize the movie exactly. It's like, meh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, what about? Well, I liked Will, the mechanic guy who let yeah Arnie. Yeah. I loved him. He was he was funny. The the, only, the exception. The exception was Will. <laughs> I hate that Christine killed him. Killed him when he was just trying to like be helpful. He was trying to, like, check on her. Uh, wait. He wasn't just trying to check on her. Why did he take the shotgun with him? Because he thought someone was, like, breaking in. He was concerned. That's how I read it. Okay, Jack. Come on out. The riot is over. If I'm gonna have to come in and get you, I'm gonna get you. Oh. I might have, I might have read it wrong. What did you think was happening? No, I thought... I thought I thought that he knew it was Arnie, and he was like, "Oh fuck you! This is the last time." Because he, since it was right after, uh, he killed the uh, the bullies, and it was like on fire. So he brought it into the garage again, and it was like all smoky and shit. He was like, "All right, I had enough of you and your troubles." I, I must have missed that scene. We had. We, I I think I'd have to go back to it too, but no. But yeah, Will was definitely one of the best parts of of this movie. Um, you know, in a movie with very forgettable characters, it's it's very forgettable, I guess. And uh, like I said earlier, it's definitely one of those movies where it does does it have a cult following? Like I want to say, it has like a cult following. Like people, it, it like does. people mention Christine. I guess like Stephen King fans. I guess. Um, I. I think yeah, I think Chris like Stephen King fans more than John Carpenter fans. I don't think John like people look at like this movie as like yeah, oh yeah, John Carpenter is one of his best movies. Christine, um, yeah, because it's it's one of those movies where like maybe like at the beginning of October when you're doing like your horror movie marathons and you're watching a bunch of horror movies, this is one of those movies where you like pu- like put it at the very beginning, you know. Like you start out with some of the worst ones and you move towards like some of your favorite. <laughs> um like just one of those movies that you watch like once a year for like a special occasion like that. You watch it cuz it's on. Mhm. Like the concept is nice. Like in theory, I think it could have been executed a lot creepier than it was. I think in theory, like the concept of a of a possessed killer car could have could have worked. 
but instead instead they spent a lot of time focusing on like the character drama more than the car killing people. I have to say this is a tame a tame John Carpenter movie, horror movie. Yeah. I'm not used to that. Which, you know, I've heard, I've heard from some people that this is definitely one of his better movies. <laughs> I guess uh like like you know, people know this about the the podcast. I'm not like the biggest horror person. I only got into horror recently, so I don't know if there's like a like a strong cult following for this for this film. There is, which I think is kind of funny. And John Carpenter like fans the flames because when he performed like his scores, mm-hmm. his Chris, the music from Christine's always front and center. He did a he had a music video with him driving. A card that looks like Christine. Oh sure. Oh, okay. You should check it out. It's on YouTube. Yeah, I will. Uh, I guess like I guess who's like another character in this movie? The car, Christine itself. Uh. Well, I was gonna talk about talk about Buddy, who was supposed to be Arnie's nemesis. Him and his gang. What do you think about them? Oh yeah, I remember them. Oh shit. Yeah, I kind of I kind of like them actually. Um. Buddy in particular, the 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 John Travolta knockoff. Uh, you know we're supposed to hate them. They're bullies. They're assholes, and I think they've executed it really well. I mean, <laughs> their and uh, their deaths were very satisfying, um, for sure. And and like seeing them destroy Christine, and you're like, oh, like you know, Christine's gonna fucking have it out for them for sure. You're gonna get wrecked, my dude. But uh, yeah, I think that they were very serviceable, quote unquote, like the villains of the movie. I don't know if you could call them villains because Christine is obviously the the main bad guy. But but uh, I think they were pretty serviceable. What did you, especially especially that first scene, uh, where where um where where Buddy takes Arnie's uh like lunch bag, and that little confrontation there. Uh, and then when he gets confronted by the teacher, like, oh, like, do you have the pocket knife? And that whole sequence I thought was pretty good, actually. So, yeah, I think Buddy and, and his gang... I knew they were dead. I knew they were dead from that sequence. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're gonna die. They're gonna get killed. Yeah. You're, you're introducing, like, the nerd being picked on by these big, bad bullies, and the nerd's gonna get a killer car, so, of course, they're gonna get killed. Yeah. I enjoyed them though. I thought all their scenes were kind of funny. It's just a shame that that it's just a shame that they were used for really the only deaths in this film besides Will. Like it, I, it should have been more deaths. I like yeah, one of the parents should have died. We should have seen Christine kill a few more like r- people that maybe weren't involved with the story. But if you took out that whole bully subplot, then you'd only have Will as the only person that died. Like that's how. That's how not... You're like, who else was he going to kill? Like, kill Dennis? Kill the parents? Like, they should have killed one of the parents. I think it would have been nice to see him kill the parents, because that would have been a huge step. Like, oh, shit. Like, fucking uh, Arnie is not coming back from this. Like, he, like true evil now. Like, that would that would have been a, a, a smart to add, I think, in my in, in my opinion. I think you you would agree. Yeah. But let's talk about Detective, Detective Rudy Junkins. Detective Rudy, Rudy Junkins. J-U-N-K-I-N-S. What do you think about him? I kind of liked him. Is he the Tarkin-looking guy? Yep. Uh, is it, He's in this movie for so little time, I can't even give an opinion, bro. 
like I, I guess he was fine. He 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 played his role well. Uh, I would have preferred not to have him in the movie, though. To be honest, um, I don't think you need like that police investigating angle. Instead, you could you could have used out his scenes. If they got his scenes, the movie's exactly the same. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. They he did fuck he, all. And he made no sense. He got there so quick. I'm like, the guy just died. The scene before. And the next scene, he's being investigated. Yeah. And it's been two weeks. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah, but I really don't have uh, too much to say about him at all. Um. You know what they should have done? What? I, I, they should have at least like. Because this movie, this movie is set in 78. So at the very least, they could have um, had like someone like walking by or have Arnie talking to Leah. And then like while they're listening to the radio, a news alert comes on about the fat guy getting like run over. Oh, like, like, I did ask that. You were, you were about to say like it would have been cool if he like turned on the radio and you start hearing about like an escaped mental patient called Michael Myers or some shit. I thought I thought you were gonna about to say that. <laughs> Ooh, no, that would have been cool. That I would have enjoyed. Like what the fuck? The little tie-in. <laughs> yeah. The movie is set in '78, but yeah, that or like, like have like a passing mention of the first guy getting killed. So then when you when you see the cop pops up, like oh, okay, they found this body. Now they're investigating. He just bullied you, so this makes sense. Yeah. But no, it's like he, the guy gets killed. The next scene, it's been two weeks later. Numbers of detective investigating, and we don't even, we never even know like why they even like zero in on Arnie. They just do. Yeah, they just do. Yeah, I I would have loved to have learned more about like what the hell possessed the car though. Like I'm on I'm like I agree with you with that like, it just from the very beginning from from its inception from the moment that it's like fully put together it's automatically evil somehow it's like did the machine like was it like something like i'm thinking about like the child play remake logic like something like inside the car was fucked up (laughs) (laughs) that would be dumb (laughs) the car was just assembled it's on a conveyor belt and it already took chopped off somebody's hand and murdered somebody wait was this movie inspired somewhat by by james dean uh like his car because they didn't his car also like get into like a bunch of weird ass accidents there is no mention of that at all Oh, okay uh yeah i mean i also think that i'd have to go back to the movie to confirm this but i think from the very beginning uh when it's on the assembly line it's the only car that's like fully red because every other car is like white like or hasn't hasn't been painted yet but you know stephen king has like a night um night shift collection Mm -hmm. which is a collection of short stories and one of them, one of his short stories is called Trucks. And it's just like a, a truck, like a semi-truck that's like, that's like possessed, killing people. Oh my God. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, homic- it's several like homicidal semi-trucks. I guess they're all. He just repeated. Yeah. I guess they're all just possessed. I kind of like, like, I don't need, like, I, I never needed too much information about like where the hell Pennywise the clown was from. Like, I never, I never, I mean. They they infer in other books they kind of explain it. He kind of explains it, like in the Dark Tower series that that area where they're all like the, the main villain in Dark Tower is from. Yeah, that's where Pennywise comes from essentially. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Because yeah. all Stephen King's characters live in like the similar universe, connected by like something. Like I never really needed. I don't need too much of a background for Pennywise. It's a fucking weird alien celestial clown murdering being. 
But like, this is a car that was built that we watched get put the finishing touches on. That's just killing people. Like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, what? Why? Yeah. Was somebody into witchcraft and they, like, bewitched the fucking thing? Like, what the fuck happened during the, the assimilation? Yeah, exactly. Was it some faulty parts? Like, that? What, what was a particular car part? Like, this this truck that, like, murdered, that people, like, died in in World War Two was, like, shipped over to America and melted down and put in the car? Like, I need to know something. Make it make sense. Yeah. Excuse my ramble, people. But let's. Well, we're. Well, our last character to talk about is Christine. What did you think of Christine overall? The car, the concept, the execution. I love the concept. I love the car. Um, the concept of just a, of a killer car going crazy. I would have liked. Uh, I would have liked to have gotten an explanation for it, though. I don't think that it was executed that well, to be honest, though. Like how people have heard us rant about how we just kind of think this movie is very average at best. Um, I just I would have liked more emphasis, more focus on Christine and maybe seeing more kills and less less of the drama and like the awkward like love triangle between Dennis Lee and and Arnie. Or have it or have it be equal because like you have because look at Scream. You have all the teen drama plus the murders happening. Like it's a it's a good balance. The same thing with Halloween. Like you you see Laurie and her friends interacting. You see her with the kids, but you also see Doctor Loomis running around Haddonfield, and you also see Michael Myers killing people around Haddonfield. It, it was all like very equal. Everything got equal screen time. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck he did when he came to this movie, and we just decided to like shaft like the, the shaft the fucking car. The movie is called Christine, not Dennis investigating christine exactly yeah yeah and I, yeah i would have that's the part that i that i think is the worst about this movie and especially since dennis himself isn't really that interesting to me they made him the lead and that character is so boring yes yes i was like i i'm not enjoying this but like i enjoy this movie but it's boring and i just know i can't watch it i can watch it it's a movie that I need like at least four or five months in between to watch. And to be honest, I think I've gone like years or so without watching this movie and then stumble upon it on some streaming site. And I'm like, oh, I should watch Christine. Really? <laughs> it's it's Christine. Like I, I, it's on the streaming site. So let me watch it. But but it's definitely a movie that's like out of sight, out of mind. Like, I'm always down to watch Halloween or Carrie or It, but Christine is like, if I don't see it, I'm not going to fucking think about it. Yeah, and and like uh, I said before, it's one of those movies where maybe during a Halloween marathon, like the during the month of during October that I'm like, yeah, it's on Netflix, I'll put it on or something. But not something that I'll ever see regularly until the remake. Not something that not something that you would intentionally like. Ooh, I'm gonna I'm watching Christina there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but let's end it there. Let's end it there and let's talk about some behind scenes. The budget for Christine was ten million dollars, and they made twenty one million dollars back in the box office. And that's that's. I mean, they broke even, but it wasn't like it's not what John Carpenter was used to by that point. Yeah, I already said that the book was movie was based off a Stephen King novel of the same name that was released earlier, 
early in that year. The book came out in April of 83. The movie came out in December of 83. John Carpenter signed on to direct the movie simply because he needed and wanted a job. Oh, okay. Mm Mm-hmm. He was dead set against um, casting big movie stars because the studio wanted like Brooke Shields, who was like the big star of the, of the time because um, the Blue Lagoon. I don't know if you've ever seen the Blue Lagoon. No, I haven't. I love the Blue Lagoon, but I also love like stupid 80s movies. The Blue Lagoon is like Brooke Shields with um and after Christopher Actons. They were like on like some boat. It's set in the Victorian period, like late Victorian period. And they're actually cousins. And their families were like on like a boat together and the boat crashed and they washed ashore with like one with like an old man on the island. And for like a long for like a like two years or so it was an old man and the kids but then he like did something and he like died of heat strokes and it was just the two of them so then when they became teenagers and you know when the boy's body started to change and her body started to change they got like sexual attraction and they had sex i don't know how they figured out what sex was given that they like been on the island for like since they were like six years old, but whatever. Yeah. They had, they had sex. They had a baby. At the end, they gave up hope and they ate some poisonous pill, some poisonous plants, gave their baby poisonous plant, got in the boat, and they just drifted off to the sea. And you, you're supposed to think that they died, but then they're like discovered by like a passing ship and saved. And that was a huge movie. That movie had a budget of like $4 million and got like 58 back it was like huge it's a stupid savvy movie that i like but i like most 80s savvy movies and the studio really wanted brooke shield they actually wanted like both of the stars and they also wanted um scott bayo who was a big star at the time he was in a bunch of like movies and shit and they were also thinking about well they actually cast Kevin Bacon. Oh, shit. If Kevin Bacon was actually offered the part of Arnie, like he, he won the role, but he turned it down because he accepted the offer for Footloose, which is the movie that he, his career was like. Best known for. <laughs> yep, yep. That was the movie that kicked off his career because Friday the 13th, showing the hell didn't do it. Sure as hell not. <laughs> <laughs> and. Since they saved so much money about casting like no name actors, John Carpenter was a lot of a lot of well. John Carpenter used most of the budget that he would have used used for the um for the actors, and bought seventeen different versions of the car. Damn! And only two of those seventeen versions are still around because most of them were destroyed in the movie. And one of the two remaining cars was just recently sold for like twenty million dollars, I believe. Oh shit! Yep, it was auctioned off in January 2020 in Florida and sold for $20 million. Oh, wow. What'd it be in Florida? <laughs> and I don't, I don't, they don't, there's no information where the other one's at, but there's only two of those cars left. Uh huh. And, and, to, and to end a little interesting facts, they, that gas station scene was so like, well, that's one of my favorite scenes. And they actually built that gas station, the production built the gas station just so they could destroy it. Like they built oh, did they? Oh, shit. Station. Yeah. They built the, <laughs> the whole gas ass station gas station. Like, uh, just to blow the bitch up. Damn, that's commitment right. right there. Yep. Let's get into some critic responses. Christine currently holds a 69% approval rating on Rotten, Tra- Rotten Tomatoes. 
Um, Roger Ebert gave the movie a three out of four stars, saying by the end of the movie, Christine was developed, was developed such as a for more developed such a formidable personality that we were actually taking sides during its duel with the bulldozer. Hey, that's true. I agree with that. <laughs> the New York Times gave the film a middling review, saying the early parts of the film film are engaging and well acted, creating a believable high school atmosphere. Unfortunately. The later part of the film is slow in developing, which I agree with because it was slow, but also shit was happening fast. I was like, I don't understand what's happening. It's dragging all this like high school bullshit. Yeah. It's also like it jumped like three months in like a scene. Like what the fuck just happened right now? But what is, but I can't answer that. But what I can answer, what I can answer is Kenny, what's your review for Christine out of five? Oh, my review for this movie. I think I think the most re- appropriate review for me would be a two point five out of five. Two point five out of five. Yeah, just just average. Like again, like I didn't hate this movie. I didn't love it. It was just average and like with some parts that I liked, but overall pretty boring. Which is not the same as bad, just boring. Um, and yeah. I gave it a two point five out of five. I wouldn't recommend people watching it, to be honest. If if it was up to me, well, I give it a one out of five. It's just damn, you're, you're, you're giving it a one, but you, this is a movie you've been watching for so many years already. Yes, but that's simply because I know the movie. I know what to like expect. I can just I can put the movie on, and it just be on. Am I paying attention to it? No. Am I fully engaged? Hell no. There, there are some bad movies that I can sit through and watch from beginning to end. Sleepaway Camp, every single Sleepaway Camp, they're they're horrible. Like the acting's bad, some of the directions bad. You can see like production mistakes, like cups and shit. Like it's all bad. But I can sit down, enjoy, and like be completely engaged in Sleepaway Camp from beginning to end. But the first one, the second one, even that weird fourth one, which was just like a a clips reel for like two hours for like an hour and a half. It was like they shot like ten minutes worth of new scenes and then like surrounded it with montage and made it like oh sleepaway camp four. I was like what the uh, fuck? This is just this is just a montage. Like you made you some fucking scammers packaged that shit and sold it as a VHS, like direct to VHS tape. And people went and bought that shit thinking it was a whole fucking movie. It was just fucking montage. I would have been highly upset. But I can enjoy those movies. But with Christine, it's like, I can just... You know when you want you like when you're doing something, but you don't want to hear background noise, but you don't want to listen to music, but you can't... So you want to play something, but you can't play like a movie or TV show that you actually like because that defeats the purpose of it being background noise. Yeah. And you... So you just find something like... You find something that you know, but that you know that you won't actually have to like fully be engaged in. And that's what Christine is. Oh, okay. It can... It can just be on while I'm doing other shit so I'm not, like, distracted by the silence or something more interesting. Okay, I see. That's why I get to one. And with that, we give Christine a total of a 3.5 out of 5. That's it for Christine. Join us next week. What the hell are you doing? Join us next week as we review The Faculty, bringing back Josh Harden, who we last talked about in Halloween H2O. It should be great. It's one of those, another one of those post-screen 
teenage horror movies that were like flooding the 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 world in the late nineties. So it should be interesting. It has aliens. Oh yeah. It's cool. Well I, I like it anyway. Thank you all. Bye. Beware of your car, just in case it's like possessed. That's true. Bye. <laughs> The Haddonfield Horrors Podcast is a Letters to Media production. Should we do an intro?